The Battle of the Shanahan Trees commences this Sunday while the Houston Texans have an opportunity to gain a lead in the AFC South and the drama-filled New York Jets. Well, we're going up to New York to talk what's going on on this crossover edition. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Jets fans and Texans fans. It is Crossover Thursday here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. A couple of Johns uh, talking Jets Texans today. I'm John Butchko, the host of Lockdown Jets, along with John Hickman, the co-host of Lockdown Texans. It's Week 14 action in the NFL. This Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash/LockdownNFL and use code all lowercase Lockdown NFL for your first deposit match of up to $100. Well, as I said, I'm John Bush of Locked On Jets. We are with John Hickman of Locked On Texans. Lots, lots of Johns here on the show today. John, a lot great, of Johns. great name. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Got a newborn. And so um, a lot of my time has been dedicated to the baby and work, but including with their work is the Texans and the work don't stop. We are on a uh, playoff push here. And, you know, on the other side, how are you doing? Are you stressed out? Are, are you, you know, kind of tired of the Aaron Rodgers drama and, and the Zach Wilson news leaking? Will he, will he not play? Did you not want to play? How is, how is the New York John that we can talk about the Houston John? What's going on? You know, you, you go through enough of these seasons and it's always interesting with the Jets. You know, there, there's this discussion this week. Have we hit a new rock bottom? And, I mean, how do you compare this versus the Adam Gase era versus the Todd Bowles era versus, you know, John Idzik as general manager? It's difficult to say what rock bottom is. It's just the Jets find new ways to kind of be weird. And this was a strange week. I mean, this is this was up there. Um, Yeah, yeah, this is the big storyline of of the week is the Zach Wilson saga, where there is a report that comes out that says he's reluctant to play. And I got to be honest with you, John. You know, 99 times out of 100, I'd say, why doesn't the guy want to play? I kind of understand why Zach Wilson doesn't want to play. In fact, I said, yeah, I said it on the show earlier this week that I honestly would be questioning Zach Wilson's sanity if he wasn't a little reluctant to play because of everything he's been through. The criticism, the offensive line drama, the lack of quality receivers, the bad play calling. It's a tough thing to be a quarterback in New York, especially for this franchise, because this is a Jets fan base that's very frustrated. Jets fan base that hasn't seen the playoffs since 2010. Jets fan base that had such high hopes for this year because Aaron Rodgers was a quarterback. Yeah. And it all has fallen apart. And it's frustrating. Part of the reason it's frustrating is that the Jets actually navigated their toughest part of the schedule successfully. That first six weeks was a gauntlet. They had yeah. Buffalo. They had Philadelphia. They had Kansas City. It was a very tough first six weeks. They got through it three and three. And the, the first three, six weeks were always about surviving it. And they got through it. And then after the bye, the season's fallen apart and they've lost to some teams that, you know, we thought they'd be able to beat. And it's been now musical chairs at quarterback. Zach Wilson got benched three weeks ago in Buffalo. Tim Boyle came in. I don't know why they thought Tim Boyle could be a quality starter. I don't even know why the guy was on the roster. If you look at his college stats, he wasn't very good in college. Was it a one TD and 13 interceptions in three years? Yeah. UConn. Then he went to Eastern Kentucky and, you know, the numbers were a little better, but it wasn't that great. Um, so Boyle goes out there and starts two games, doesn't play very well. He's cut. I mean, 
you don't see that often. You see, I've actually seen it with the Jets a couple of years ago with Luke Falk, where a guy starts on Sunday and a few days later he's not he's not even on the team the next week because they cut him because he played so bad. Um, and Zach Wilson's back in the lineup, and you know, I look at this and I say the Jets coaching staff seems like they're out of ideas because they're already going back to an option they deemed unsuccess- unacceptable. So I mean, it's in some ways it's the same old story, John, with the Jets, the quarterback struggling, the team in disarray. In some ways, it's new because it's. I'm not sure I've ever seen a week like this before. So, give me give me some better news. Give give me some happier news because well, it's just because we, we look for like teams that have been down on their luck who like rise above it. It feels like the Texans are having a really special season. So, what's going on in Houston? Well, before I get to that, you know, man, I heard a rumor. The reason why Zach Wilson is really reluctant to play football Sunday is because uh, he had a brunch date with somebody's mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. But down here in Houston, uh, everything is really on the up and up, right? Look at a team that in the last three seasons, only 10 wins, a tie, thirty more than 30 losses. And coming into this season, uh, you know, nationally, the Houston Texans were ranked one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the NFL. Uh, and, and thankfully, now it looks like the Carolina Panthers has taken that over and to some degree, the New York Jets. But down here in Houston in H-Town right now, they're just gearing up for a playoff opportunity, which is something that a lot of people didn't believe would happen. You got C.J. Stroud, who would, I think is the rookie of the year offensively, and I, I really do think that will he win it? No, but I do think the NFL and voters should look at most valuable, valuable, like the value that he's brought to this team who's had bad quarterback play. You got Nico Collins. He's nine yards away from 1,000 yards. And he's never sniffed that in his three years before um, C.J. Stroud arrival. And, and so you're looking at that uh, offense, you know, top offense in the NFL, I think it's number nine in the NFL, number four or five passing offense in the NFL, not getting a lot from the run game. So that shows you how great of a quarterback and how great of a season, a rookie season that C.J. Stroud is having. And overall, when we look at the opposite quarterback situations, Houston has become a grounded organization, an organization that is not operating in chaos anymore, which is kind of funny because they were operating in chaos with a pastor at the helm and and, and Jack used to be. And so I kind of question, you know, what kind of, what kind of pastor are you joking me? But this is an organization that's really did a 180, right? Um, D'Amico Ryan's coming from their Shanahan tree. So is Robert Sala. And a lot of people want Salah's job to be taken away from him. I'm not so sure of that, honestly. I just want to – I think the general manager's job should be taken. Uh, I forget the general manager's name for New York, but I think he's on a piss-poor job. Um, but I think Robert Salah is a good coach. He's been dealt a terrible hand from the quarterback situation from, to Aaron Rodgers kind of hijacking the organization and bringing in Nathaniel Hackett and uh, two old receivers that haven't really contributed and Again, Nathaniel Hackett is not a good coach in my mind. I think he's survived based off of the connection to Aaron Rodgers. Not good at his job. So I think Robert Sala is going to be maybe be the fall guy. But here in Houston, the total opposite. D'Amico coming in, re, re, revamping this entire team with a swarm mentality on both sides of the ball. And the quarterback situation here in Houston is the brightest it's been since Deshaun Watson's era. And I will go back to that last year where Deshaun Watson had crazy numbers, but only won four games. 
this year is brighter than that because there's a real opportunity and shot to make the playoffs. So everything's kind of gravy down here in Houston. The weather's nice. It's, you know, highs of 60. That's great for Houston. The sun is out. Uh, uh, we got the wind blowing. Everything's kind of cool, relaxed. You're coming up on, on an easy kind of part of your schedule. You got the New York Jets. A lot of people feel like it's a trap game, but as long as Zach Wilson is a starting quarterback, I'm not worried. Everything is pretty cool down here in H-Town, and it couldn't be even better. And, you know, I don't have a vote. I'd vote for C.J. Stroud for Rookie of the Year. I, I, I think he's just, you know, he looks great. And like I said, it makes me, like, hopeful because I saw, like, where the Texans were the last couple of years. And you see how quick it could turn around. It doesn't right. take that much, right? Right. Can I ask you a question? Just to get your thoughts a little bit on the Aaron Rodgers drama that he's brought to this organization. How draining has it been? You know, this past week, you talk about the crazy week for the New York Jets. Got the leak come out, excuse me, <clears throat> the leak of Zach Wilson not wanting to play, reluctant to play, right? Then you have Aaron Rodgers go on Pat McAfee's show. It kind of seems like blasting the New York Jets organization. And if you look at the totality of this season, how they allow him to hijack their organization because he's Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback, you know, as great as he he is, has some playoffs disappointments. But the name allowed for him to take over this organization. And when you look at every failure this year, it seems like Aaron Rodgers has his hands on it, including, and by no means am I championing an injury. That's not my that's not my job to go here, but including his injury. Because, hey, Nathaniel Hackett, I don't like this play call. I don't like when we do this, but yet we go out and do this. And that derails the entire season. I think there's a lot to it. I, I, I'll be honest, I was in the minority. I had a lot of reservations about making a deal for Rodgers. And there were lots of reasons for it. And part of it is I think it was, I think it's the owner. I think it's Woody Johnson was so starstruck by Aaron Rodgers that they did everything they could to get him. They, they essentially handed the keys off to him. The Jets did not have a plan B this offseason. I mean, there were other options at quarterback they could have pursued. They pretty much just threw them all. You know, they just said, we're not we're not doing that. We want to get Aaron Rodgers. So I think what's frustrating for me is that the Jets have a really good young core. And Rodgers was such a win now move. You know, they got him. You get a 39 year old quarterback. That's not a move you're thinking long term. And they they manage their cap situation in a way that now they're, you know, they're not going to have much flexibility in the next couple of years. And it just seemed like a move that did not fit the time frame of, of the talent on the roster. And yet, more than anything, it's, it's one thing to get Rogers, but getting Rogers required them to hire Hackett. It required them to bring in Alan Lazard, who, you know, was not a great receiver. Randall Cobb who's you know, look, Randall Cobb was a good player back in the day, but, He's long past his expiration date. Back um, in the day is so in the NFL. If you say back in the day, it's time to hang it up. You are right. <laughs> you are correct there. So I, I think a lot of what you said is true. I, I you know I can't uh, can't argue with the, with much of what you said there, John. Well, John, sooner or later, somebody in that organization is going to going to be looking for a job, and LinkedIn may be the best place for them to go. Right. And if you're a small business and you're looking to hire for your small business, you may want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find 
the right professionals for your team faster and for free. So Woody Johnson, maybe on LinkedIn, just kind of stand up later at night looking to see who can he hire to be his new head coach or general manager. But look, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours a day span. You get qualified candidates looking to work for your small business or possibly the New York Jets. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many different hats. You may not have time to hire and look for the resources. So thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply locked on jets and locked on texans it's a crossover thursday show getting ahead getting ready for week 14 action two johns bringing you the preview for this game john butchko locked on jets alongside john hickman locked on texans john uh let's look at some of the key matchups in this game what do you have your eye on well, rookie sensation Tank Dale is out for the season after suffering an injury this past Sunday. Led the team in TD receptions, was second on the team in uh, receiving yards. And so now that leaves Houston with only one reliable receiver, and that's Nico Collins. And so the big key matchup is we go back to 2022 NFL draft, Sauce Gardner, who was taking two slots right after the number three overall pick, former number three overall pick, Derek Stingley, which I'll get into. But I think the biggest key matchup right now will be Sauce Gardner and limiting or trying to take away Nico Collins. And on the flip side, Derek Stingley and Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson is a phenomenal receiver, and I hate the year that he's had with the QB carousel because I thought he was primed for a huge season. I know a lot of fantasy owners were as well, but I'm curious to see how the Derek Singley and Gary Wilson matchup would turn out. The battle of the 2022 draft class cornerbacks, right, all pro for Sauce Gardner last year. I don't see why Derek Singley doesn't at least get pro ball nods this year. He's been playing some phenomenal football when he's on the field, but on the opposite end, Nico Collins, can he continue to be this team's dominant number one like he was last week against the Denver Broncos where he gave certain PS2 a lot of problems? Yeah, you know, I, I was really devastated to see uh, Tank Dell getting injured oh, because, you know, man. you know, it's like there are guys you just like going into the draft. Yeah. You know, even if your team doesn't draft them, you kind of like follow them. You're kind of rooting yeah. for them. And Tank yeah. Dell was like one of those guys for me where I was, I was hoping the Jets would get him. But even if they didn't, I was, gonna, I was like, I'm going to. I hope he doesn't end up like a team in my division because I want to be able to pull for him. That's how I felt about Jermaine Johnson. Loved him at the Senior Bowl. Loved him at what he did at the uh, in Florida State his last year. And has he been a big? Not to go back. I want to go back to the key matches. But how has he been contributing to this D line? That's he's having. Good. A, he's having a really good season. He's actually uh, on pace. If he continues at his current trajectory, he's going to have a ten sack season. And that's great. you know what's interesting about him is. 
Jets had four picks in the top 40 last year. In fact, you mentioned a couple of them. So you had Sauce Gardner, we had uh, Garrett Wilson, then Brees Hall. And the three of them all were outstanding last year. In fact, they, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson were the defensive and offensive rookies of the year, respectively. Brees Hall was on his way to being the offensive rookie of the year before he suffered a knee injury midseason. Jermaine Johnson was like the fourth guy. And there was a right. question was, you know, well, you know, I don't think he had a bad year last year. It was, but it was more of like a typical rookie year where, you know, he makes a couple plays. You hope, well, hopefully he'll get better year two. It's been a breakout season for him and he's gotten better every week. He had a big training camp. He had a big preseason. And then like the first three weeks of the season, you didn't really hear from him much. And I was, I'll be honest with you, I was sitting there thinking like, oh, geez, well, you know, another, like another guy who got a ton of hype in August who doesn't produce. And then week four, something clicked. Never since mm -hmm. then, he's been great. Yeah. Key matches for the New York Jets. You know, you guys got a good D line. You know, it's not a lot going on offensively, but what are your key matchups for the New York Jets coming into this game? So I, I have two. Um, I think one, and this is just I think this is a really interesting matchup in general. And usually, usually when I do this, I pick like one player versus one player, but I'm really interested to watch CJ Stroud versus this Jets back seven. Mm. Uh, Jets are not a defensive uh, defense that blitzes a lot. In fact, they have one of the lowest blitz rates in the league. They pair that with one of the highest pressure rates in the league, so they can get home rushing four, but usually it's rush four, drop seven. And this is not a defense that's going to throw a ton of exotic looks at a rookie quarterback. You know, they, I mean, they'll do some pattern matching. They'll they'll throw a few wrinkles in there, but generally speaking, this is a Jets defense. They, you know, they have their, they have their base set of defensive plays, and they run them, and they run them at a really high level, and that's a philosophical thing with Robert Sala. You know, he he believes that, you know, we want to limit we want to limit the number of plays. We want our guys to just play fast. They, we don't want them to have to think we want them just to do the same thing over and over. So that way, it, everything they do is intuitive. Uh, so I think it's going to be interesting to see, see how C.J. Stroud responds. You know, phenomenal young quarterback, as I said, if I vote, I don't have a vote. If I did have a vote for rookie of the year, he'd have mine. Mm -hmm. You know, the windows may close a little bit faster than he's used to in this game. So I think it'll be really intriguing to see how he responds to that. Um, on the other side of the ball, it's a matchup that I think is very worrying for the Jets. I'm going to go Will Anderson versus Carter Warren. A um, couple rookies. Now, Will Anderson, of course, very, very high pick. Carter Warren was a fourth-round pick. Jets offensive line's been a mess. Talked about it earlier. You know, really not very good. Uh, Carter Warren's a fourth-round fourth rookie. Been thrown into the mix. It's been a struggle. And, yeah. you know, I always I always say this, like, when we get to, like, rookie minicamp, there's always the report of the first-round pick dominating everybody. I'm like, yeah, of course he's dominating. He's a first-round pick going up against, you know, day three guys. And I worry about that matchup for the Jets. Jets' offensive line's not been very good. I think Carter Warren could be a good player in the future, but I think part of the reason they're putting him out there is to try and get him game reps this year because they think that experience will help him next year. But, you know, this is, this is a really tough matchup for the Jets. And, you know, with Zach Wilson – not a quarterback who's particularly been great against pressure. I think that's the type of matchup that could bring some big problems for the Jets. I definitely look at the matchup from the sidelines, the coordinators, and, and, and of course, the two head coaches coming into this game, the uh, Shanahan tree, which, by the way, man, to, to kind of talk football just a little bit, I would love for Kyle Shanahan to win a ring this year. I don't know if you watch – Succession on HBO, but I look at his dad as 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 a as a the um, Roy the, the dad. I don't oh, I forgot his name, but I look at Kyle as Kendall Roy, right? And I'm looking at Kyle saying, "Man, you have 
a great coaching tree of players. I mean, of coaches that come directly from you, but all of that extends back up. And I think a ring would finally be, you know, something for him that uh, he can he can say, Dad, I got one too. So I just want to say that I think he has a phenomenal coaching tree. But I do look at the sidelines and I think to myself, how can Bobby Slug, the offensive coordinator, help his quarterback out this week? Because there is no tank down. And you went up against a Denver Bronco team that defensively were playing some good football, not an explosive offense. We know that same thing with the New York Jets. Maybe worse than the Denver Broncos. The quarterback situation is up in there. It's crazy. There's no Russell Wilson. Uh, so you don't have some of their rust magic that he may have a little bit left in the tank. There's no magic at the quarterback position. So I'm looking at both of the offensive coordinators. How can you help your quarterback out? How can you help a young, rattled, distraught, uh, maybe mentally beaten and broken quarterback in Zach Wilson to give him an opportunity? But for Bobby Sloick, how are you able to come up a great defense? How are you able to combat what they're able to do in New York offensively? How are you able to disguise different things and play call and, 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 and you know, maybe set your guys up for success? Because now with Tank Dell out, this is a limited group of playmakers. And so how can you get different guys involved? And and, and defensively, I'm looking at Robert Sala and I'm looking at, at D'Amico Ryans and also with the Houston Texans signing Adrian Amos. You know, what knowledge can, from behind enemy lines can you give us about some of the tendencies of this defense? Or, you know, how can you help me in, in this chess match? Because it will be a chess match defensively. So I am looking at the battle from the sideline. And, and I think that, this could, all jokes aside, this could be a quote-unquote trap game for the Texans. And this is a game that they need to win if they are not prepared from their coaches. Not from a player standpoint. We know they'll go out there and do their thing. But schematically, how are you able to go up against uh, the opposing team's defense and offense to give you, you guys a chance to win this game? I think that's outstanding analysis. So you've heard the key storylines from for these teams. You've heard about the key matchups ahead here on this crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Jets and Locked On Texans. We're going to tell you how we think this game's going to play out. It'll be prediction time up next ahead here on this crossover Thursday episode on the Locked On Podcast Network. Our episode today is brought to you by Skylight Frames. Are you looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season that your loved ones will actually use and enjoy? You, you know, sometimes holiday gifts are boring to give because everybody gets them. I'm talking about socks, candles, slippers, robes, you name it. If you're looking to up your gift-giving game this year, you should consider giving Skylight Frames to your family. Who is the hard-to-gift person? Is it a spouse, a friend, a sister, mom, dad, grandma, daughter? Well, the most personal and thoughtful gift is a Skylight picture, digital picture frame. And you should also know that Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone. They appear in seconds, and you can even preload photos before the box is open. So when it's unwrapped and plugged in, your, your most treasured memories will appear. It's the perfect gift for everyone. And satisfaction is guaranteed. We're confident that you'll love Skylight, and they offer a free 120-day returns policy. It's a top-rated brand with over 1 million happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and avail it's available in over 30 countries. It's recommended by The Today Show, Forbes, New York Magazine, and more. And as a special limited-time offer for our listeners, you can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. Again, to get $15 off your purchase of Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. 
That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash locked on. New York Jets, Houston Texans playing Sunday at MetLife Stadium, week 14 action. A big game for the Houston Texans in their playoff push. Not quite such a big game for the New York Jets as they're maybe playing for draft position. Uh, John Hickman locked on Texans. How do you see this game playing out? First, I want to say, please, MetLife, get that turf together. We don't need no injury. Oh, it's ridiculous. I, I, how does an NFL team not have a like a playable surface? I, I don't know. And maybe you know what? Maybe the Jets are cursed. Jets fans, don't kill me. But if you want to, go right ahead in the comments. I don't care. But maybe y'all are cursed. And that stadium is ridiculous. Oh, it's it's horrible. It's I, horrible. How they, I mean, how did they spend a billion and a half dollars on this? It's. Uh, we're gonna go. I, I don't. I, I don't want to take us on a rant because I will. We'll go. Let's we'll, do it. No, let's we'll, do we'll it. go up for an hour. It's bad. It's terrible. Have you ever tried to get into a game there where you like? It takes you like an hour to like get through the ticket kiosk to your seat. I went to a game there in 2019 against the Cowboys. I went in. I think it was like 45 minutes. I try and I get go go from the parking lot to the stadium. I'm barely in my seat at kickoff. The traffic's hard. It's in a suburb. The whole point of having the stadium in the suburb is supposed to be like you'll have pl- plenty of space for parking. You can't get out of there. It's so bad. I'm I, so. I think unhappy. players should boycott MetLife. Oh man, I really do. End of rant. I'm sorry. It stinks. It stinks. And I saw some of the food that was served up there. No, thank you. But game predictions. Um. Right now, I'm not. I'm not sure how the Houston Texans offense is going to operate versus you guys. I'm going to be completely honest. Right, so you got to respect their defense. Good defenses can give their offenses opportunities. With that said, I definitely see this being a ten point victory for Houston. Right, 2010 type of game where. Um, and, and and what's funny is a lot of these games for Houston has come down to the last thirty seconds in the last like eight games or something like that. So Houston hasn't been able to kind of pull away from opponents. And I think I can see this in the fourth quarter being a a tight game and Houston pulling away with it because the New York just just doesn't have uh, the offense to kind of keep up. All right. So I I think this is a 10 point game uh, where the Houston Texans win it and they go to eight and four, eight and five, excuse me. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Uh, that's actually kind of amazing. I, I was gonna say it's like a 2010 kind of game that's really competitive. That's competitive, and the Texans maybe like get a late touchdown to put it away in the fourth quarter. I, yeah. I see it the exact same way. Um, I think, like, I don't trust the Jets to score points. I, I, Ten is about as high as I'll go for the maybe. Maybe if they're going against a really bad defense, I'll pick them to score 13. Uh, <laughs> the, this season's lost. I mean, it's I, I've seen this. I, I say this. I feel like I'm saying this every week on the crossover shows. Now it's like. I know when it, like, I've watched the Jets for 30 years. I know when a Jets season's falling apart. I saw it immediately when they lost that Monday night game to the Chargers like five weeks ago. That this, this that, that was the beginning of the end for this team. And it's, it, I think, I, I almost feel bad for Zach Wilson because I wish if he was going to play, it would be a road game. Um, you know, the fan base has just completely turned on him. Yeah. And, Exactly. Look, Zach Wilson's not a good quarterback. He's he's a bust. And I don't want to like I don't want to make it sound like Zach Wilson's good, but. I just feel bad for him. I mean, he's been so criticized. You know, he's pulled apart from every angle, and it's not all his fault. Like this, all, this the entire offense is bad. It's not like not like it's one. Not like Zach Wilson's been the thing to drag this offense down by himself. I mean, he's not helping. He's missing reads, but you know, the offensive line's not any good. The receivers aren't any good, and 
you know, it doesn't matter what the Jets defense do, does. Uh, last week, the Jets held the Falcons to 3.03 yards per play. They were the first team in over two calendar years that lost a game holding their opponent to that on defense. And that's just because of the off. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the defense does. I think the defense will play well. I think uh, CJ Stroud will have his moments, but I think he'll, you know, this, this could be a tough game for him. But, mm. you know, I, I think the Jets will probably give the Fal- uh, give the uh, Texans a short field once or twice. I think they'll probably, you know, give, give, the, mm. give Houston some points that way. And it's just like the Jets defense has to play to such in such an impossibly high standard that I, I don't see how they can win games going forward unless there's some sort of bizarre event. I mean, the Jets went ahead of the Falcons last weekend two to nothing because they got an early safety. And I'm not joking. Like I'm sitting there thinking, like, can the Jets I win this that game? Was two- be it. Can the Jets win this game two nothing? Like, because I'm thinking like that's their best shot of winning. I thought that was it. I because I, I definitely I don't know how we allow Desmond Ritter to throw for 300 yards here, but uh and I think that's a big reason why the Texans went outside Adrian Amos. But I thought that was going to be it in that game. 2 0. We were going to look. Everybody, a fantasy owner across, the, you know, every mad. Nobody did nothing. Who, if you had Gary Wilson or maybe Bijan, nothing happened because 2 0 is what decided to score the game. But it, that offense is bad, man. And, and, and the thing with Hackett, before we leave, like, what's his deal? I saw this with Adam Gase, where like the best career move you can make as a coach is to just become best friends with a Hall of Fame quarterback. So that's like how Adam Gase became the head coach twice in the league, as Peyton Manning loved him. Yeah. So like the man's a genius, as far, like as far as like his career goes, because he you know he can't run an offense well, but you're friends with Aaron Rodgers, which gets you jobs. I mean, that's what it comes. I think that's what it comes down to. He, he got into the league because his father was a coach. His father was a Jets offensive coordinator who was just as bad as him, and it's amazing because. It's like 20 years ago, I was if Locked On Jets was around 20 years ago, I would have been complaining nonstop about Paul Hackett, his father. And I guess like 20 years from now, if I'm still hosting this show, I'll be complaining about the next generation of Hackett. It's just like I, I can't get away from this family. Nathaniel Jr. <laughs> Nathaniel Jr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who would be linked to Archie Man? Arch Man when he comes out. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll be Arch Man. Yeah, you're right. He'll be his best friend, but yeah, he won't he won't be with the Jets. Jesus, man, this is bad, but you know what? J-E-T-S, Jets. Anyway, John, it's been really nice chatting with you. You know, like I said, the Texans give me hope. One of these days, the Jets are going to turn this thing around. And, you know, I think it's possible. Yeah, I, I think for the Jets, of course, the Zach Wilson experiment was should have never been an experiment in the first place. I think that uh, next, going into this draft, they'll find a QB late that they really like. And honestly, if I'm the Jets, if I my first pick, if I can pick a young quarterback, I may just do that. I would too. You, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, sure up that offensive line through free agency or throughout their draft, but I can't trust Aaron Rodgers. Plain and simple. So I, I don't know where they end up picking, right? But I think they do go for a quarterback in this year's draft to let them sit. And if Aaron Rodgers in that experiment just doesn't turn out to be what it needs to be once again, it's okay because now we've shored up our quarterback room. This year, after Aaron Rodgers, it was, well, nothing because they didn't expect for Zach Wilson to play, and he was already bad coming into the season. So it wasn't a plan, and they did not make a plan. I thought the Jets would trade for a quarterback at some point, but they never did. I thought Flacco would probably be an option. They never brought him back. So they've just they, – their own decisions – 
combined with Aaron Rodgers is what derailed this season. And it's really disappointing to see. Yeah, I think you said it well. Anyway, John, great chatting with you. Uh, Jets fans, uh, you know me. I'm John Butchko, host of Locked On Jets. You know Texas fans, you know him. He's John Hickman, the co-host of Locked On Texans. Two Johns. A couple Johns. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show today. Jets fans, tune in to Locked On Jets tomorrow. Texas fans, tune in to Locked On Texans tomorrow. We'll continue previewing this Week 14 matchup between the Texas Jets and Texans. Until then, take care, everybody.